Amen. This is Brother Jeff coming at you from the Church in Marshall with Boston the Kingdom. Brother Bruce is not with us today, uh, but we're going to go ahead on with the king, preaching of the kingdom because I believe there's a remnant out there that's willing to obey God and move forward and ready to grow and increase with the increase of God. So I hope you have your Bibles today. I hope you're ready to learn and to, to grow and increase. So let's get right to it. We'll review a little bit, and uh, we'll go to the book of Genesis, and we'll look at the whole plan from the beginning. Genesis means the beginning. So let's go back to the beginning at the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3. You know the story that Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and of course uh, there were consequences for their disobedience. But we see that God always has uh, a solution. He always had a remedy for the problem. And Satan came in and he deceived Eve. And, of course, they both transgressed, gave the dominion over to Satan. And now the Bible calls him the God of this world. So, but God had a, 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 a solution. The scripture says that the lamb died before the foundation of the world. So God had already had the situation under control. But we see here, let's go to Genesis uh, 3, uh, and we see that in verse 15, God comes to the garden and he begins to speak to the woman and the man, and he gets all the way down uh, to, to verse 15, and it reads, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Listen to this, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, when he talks about the word seed, he's talking about the word, it can be translated son, when he says son. So we see that a seed has power to reproduce. So God is saying that the, the seed from the woman is going to destroy the seed from the serpent, from Satan. And this was a prophecy that's been playing out uh, uh, 2,000 years ago and manifested here. And we want to rediscover what God meant by it shall bruise thy head. It shall bruise thy head. You know, this has to do with authority. This has to do with uh, uh, subduing, overcoming, uh, taking back. And uh, this is what God did for us. And, of course, you know the familiar scripture out of John 3.16. God so loved the world, he sent that seed. He sent that son to the earth. Whosoever believe in him shall not perish, sheep, but have everlasting life. Now, this deal with fulfilling prophecy here out of Genesis 3.15. God sent his son. Well, Christ was on assignment. He had an assignment to do. And he had a certain identity. He had a certain nature about him. And we need to rediscover that nature and that identity that Christ had so we can represent now as sons. Because there is an identity crisis in the body of Christ. We know that. People are all over the body of Christ looking for identity. And we're trying to find it through religion, titles, positions, and all types of things to give us value. But that's not our foundation. So let's go back to our foundation again and understand what God meant when he said, Thy seed and her seed. Thy seed being the seed of Satan, her seed being the seed from the church, the ecclesia. So let's look at Isaiah again, chapter 9. Let's start at verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So you see from the beginning, Christ 
nature has been governmental. The nature of the church is governmental. We made it a religion. But in God's eyes, the church has always been governmental. That deals with authority and rule. So we see here, for unto us a child is born, but a son was given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Now we see here that Christ has a government. He has a a kingdom, a rule, an authority. And the Bible says of his increase of that kingdom, that government, there's no end to it. And from 2,000 years ago until now, this government has been increasing in the earth, in the celestial realm, the heavenly realm. It's been increasing. And there's no stopping it because it's been foretold that Christ has set his king. The Lord says, I set my king upon my holy hill Zion. He will not be moved. Christ is the king. We'll see that we'll, dis- we'll rediscover this, this, uh, if you will, this assignment of the Lord and His nature and His assignment, what He was all about, so we can represent and stop substituting. That's what God wants. Sonship is all about representation, so we can get back to identifying ourselves as sons. See, we can get back to representing God and not representing our own agenda and our own assignment. Now, this government deals with kingdom, kingdom authority, kingdom rule. And this is what God was saying to, to, to Lucifer. He was saying to Satan that his government, his seed will come upon the earth, and his government will overwhelm the government of Satan, the government of uh, the authority of Lucifer. Now, how did this take place? Let, let's look at it. Let's go to the book of Matthew, if you would. And if you have any questions about this, you can always reach us at 903-935-7924. Just leave a message, you can ask Brother Jeff, and I'll get back with you. If you want to know more about this kingdom and this government, just let us know. But in Matthew chapter 2, look at something here. It was prophesied of Isaiah. Listen to this, in verse 5. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judah, for thus is written by the prophets, In thou, Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are thou the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Now this was from the sign of Christ. Notice he said, out of Judah shall come from a governor. Now this word is translated in the Greek hegemai, which means official authority. Official authority. Constituted authority. The prophet prophesied that God will raise up a son, raise up a seed, that will have the rule. See, and that's what Satan hates. He hates Christ because Christ has the rule. He has the authority. And this is why they tried to kill him when he was on the earth uh, during his time uh, as a man. They tried to kill him over and over and over because the demons realized that he was prophesied that one day that they would be stripped of their authority. And guess what? That day came. And this is where we have to understand. The church was birthed in governmental anointing. That's the anointing on the ecclesia. But we substitute it for all types of uh, uh, counterfeit anointings, personal anointing, personal agendas. But then Christos means anointed, the anointed one. And he's anointed us with an assignment. Let's rediscover our assignment so we can represent. Now this word governor is hegemai, which means official authority. And this is what the policemen were. Now, notice in our day and time that guess who's under attack? Police officers. You know why? 
because they wear a badge. And you know what's on that, written on that badge? Believe it or not, official authority. If you look at any policeman's badge closely enough and read it, it's inscripted with official authority. Now, this deals with representing the authority, God Almighty. God is authority. He rules his kingdom with authority. His whole realm is, is ruled by authority. He's the official authority. And we see here in our day, in our time, authority is under attack. Guess who's behind that? Satan and his seed. He's attacking authority. And you hear statements like defund the police officers, defund this and defund. My Lord in heaven, where did that spirit come from? We as people of God, we must go deeper than the natural realm. We got to go behind the scenes, see? We got to go behind the scenes and see what's really going on uh, uh, in the camp of the enemy. He wants to screw police officers because Satan hates one thing, and that's restraint. He hates order. He hates restraint. He's lawless, and from the beginning he was lawless. The scripture is clear that he rebelled in heaven, and he was cast out, the Bible says in Revelation. We'll get to that after a while. He was cast out. But it deals with authority here, a governor. He shall rule his people. And this is Jesus. By nature, he's governmental. By nature, the church is governmental. We have to rediscover that. Now, if you will go to me, go with Galatians chapter 4. Let's review this for a second. Galatians chapter 4. I know I'm going pretty quick here, but we've got a short time to get all this in. So look at Galatians chapter 4, if you would. Galatians chapter 4. We're going to rediscover our assignment, rediscover our identity, that Christ is, first of all, governmental. Brother Bruce just showed up. Welcome, Brother Bruce. He made it back from the dentist. Hallelujah. He's here. Brother Bruce, we're rediscovering our identity as sons as well as governmental anointing that's upon the church so we can represent and fulfill God's purpose. Now, we understand that we prophesied that Christ would be a governor and he would rule his people. But when did this happen? In Galatians 4, 4, it says, But when the fullness of time was come, there is God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. Remember the prophecy out of Genesis 3.15, her seed. Well, it's fulfilled right here in, in Galatians 4.4. 4. Made of a woman, born of a woman, the prophecy is fulfilled. Her seed will bruise thy seed. Here he is on the scene 2,000 years ago. What did he begin to do? What was his first uh, uh, fruit of his assignment, the Bible says. He went about preaching the kingdom, the rule of God. He went about preaching authority. He went about casting out devils, bringing proof that his kingdom was more powerful than the God of this world. So we see that a son came to full age, began to fulfill the prophecy out of Genesis 3.15, began to drive out devils. And then listen to this, verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. Now, God came, sent his son, the, the same anointing, the same spirit of adoption, he placed us as son that were on Jesus Christ, his beloved son, is on us. That same anointing. Now, we're going to get to the church, remember how it all works together, but we see here that the prophecy was fulfilled out of Genesis 3.15. But Ruth God said that he would raise up a seed from the woman that would bruise or destroy the seed of the serpent. And we see here being in Galatians 4.4 4, that 
fulfillment. He came of full age. God sent his son, right? He shows up on the scene, and immediately he begins to cast out devils, heal the sick, uh, raise the dead, and destroy all the works of the devil. The Bible is clear. For this purpose was the Son of God made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Now, see, Bruce, I believe with this is this anointing on Christ, the self-same anointing is supposed to be on us, the body of Christ. But I believe we're so busy trying to build our ministries, trying to be successful in this world, we don't understand our true assignment, and that is to drive out Satan, to drive out devils, uh, to raise the dead, heal the sick. This is our assignment, see. We're ambassadors. We're representatives to follow his lead. Now, let's go to the book of Matthew and review some more. And Brother Bruce, you can dive back in here whenever you desire to. I'm using my cell phone today, Brother Bruce. So uh, let's go back to Matthew chapter 3 again, review a little bit. Now, the fullness of time has come. Christ is on the scene. He shows up at the River Jordan again. Let's go over this story again. Now, what was John's place in all this? The Bible says that John, he was the, the prophet that introduced Christ, baptized Christ. He was the last of the Old Testament prophets. The Bible says that John stood between the old and the new. He was the transitional voice. And I don't think most of the church world rules understand the transitional voice of John's role in this whole thing. The Bible says in Matthew 11, John stood uh, between the Old Testament law and the kingdom. And once he saw Jesus, he transferred, there was a transfer at the River Jordan from the law to the kingdom, from the law to grace. See, because grace and the kingdom are overlapping. These are the last two dispensations. And maybe next time we get on the dispensations and understand what time it is in the body of Christ. But we see here at the River Jordan, verse 16, 3.16, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighted upon him. So we see for the first time the heavens now open. First time we have access to the Father, we have access to God. Why? Because Jesus Christ came and opened again the way to the Heavenly Father. He opened a way for us. That's why prayer is so powerful, Brother Bruce. Prayer is a powerful force in the body of Christ. Because Jesus Christ made us right. First of all, we receive His righteousness. Then we become righteous men. And the Bible says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Avails much. That's what Jesus did. He did all of this for us in his obedience. He did all of this by following his Father to the T. He opened the heavens, and now we're under an open heaven. And this is what makes the body of Christ so powerful in the earth. This is what Satan fears the most, Brother Ruth, that we have access to God. And then at any time we can pray and see and, and, and bring God in on the scene. And uh, if you if you read the Bible, many times the men of God would pray, women of God would pray, and God would show up and show out. Many times, uh, over and over and over, uh, the superior government would show up 
And this is what Jesus is. He has a superior government to the government that we see uh, on earth, the natural satanic government. What do I mean by that? If you look at Christ's life, let's just start with sickness, for instance. Brother Bruce, somebody has cancer. Somebody has corona. They begin to pray. They call on the name of the Lord. And God overrules that thing, man. Supernaturally, he brings health. He brings healing. We've seen supernatural healing, supernatural health springs forth. Why? Because there is a superior government in the church called Jesus Christ. He's the government of God. It's on his shoulder. And that same anointing is on the body of Christ. Same anointing. And what we got to understand is that we have authority, see, and get back to our identity as sons, see, where we can carry again. I talked about, Brother Bruce, before you got here, the word hegemony, which means official authority. This is what the policemen wear on their badge. It's called official authority. And this is what Satan recognized, those who have official authority. That's why I believe, Brother Bruce, our police officers are so under attack in the earth right now because of what they represent as ministers of God, see. They bring restraint, see, to lawlessness. And, and, and by nature, Satan is lawless. We know that. So quite naturally, he's going to hate police officers and any type of authority. Any type of authority. He's going to hate it. And he's going to throw bottles at it and, and, you know, disrespect, dishonor. But we expect that from his spirit and his seed. Remember, it says, thy seed. That means the seed of the serpent. And what are the fruits, Brother Bruce, you see in the seed of the serpent right now in the earth? First, the Police officers, 
That's why they want to do away with this president administration because they hate order, law and order. They hate that. Now, we're going behind the scenes because we're not for flesh and blood. But we're against the, the, the enemy, Satan himself, because I believe that we're part of her seed that we just read, her seed. So getting back to the scriptures, we understand that the church is governmental. And that anointing, it brings discernment. We're able to discern the fruit of the enemy from the fruit of Jesus Christ. It's easy to discern, Brother Bruce. So uh, even though we're, 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 what we see coming up with this abortion thing, those that have the true spirit of God know that God hates death. He's the God of life, not death. Anytime you take your own child, which God gives gifts to, ch to men for children, and you begin to slay those children, it lets you know that you have a wrong spirit. You have a wrong spirit. Now, in the ancient days, brothers, they had a spirit called Molech. And we know that Molech dealt with child sacrifice. See, child sacrifice. And they would take the babies of old, uh, and they would put them in a hot oven, and, and, and they would they would burn them to death and sacrifice them to devils to Molech, and that's the spirit uh, of abortion right now we see in the earth. That's one of the, another fruit brothers we're talking about from thy seed, Satan's seed. It's destroying the man child, the seed, the children. He hates children. Satan hates children. Why do he hate children, brother? Because he know what they may become. <laughs> a destroyer of his kingdom. A destroyer of his kingdom. Uh, and if he had his way, he'd wipe out all the children. But we're here to tell you, the church group, Brother Bruce, was raised up to, to bring truth, like you said, to bring truth. My fact, Paul said in Timothy, I believe it is, well, that the church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. People want to know the truth. They ought to be able to come to, the, to, the, to your house, right, to you, and find the truth behind things. But now we see we have an open heaven, Brother Bruce, and the scripture says that and, and, uh, Jesus came up and then a voice, I call it the voice of distinction, in uh, Matthew 3, verse 17, it's called the voice of distinction. The Father began to speak, he said, Lord, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son, and whom I am well pleased. That voice of distinction, that Father's voice. There's nothing like the Father's voice, Brother Bruce. Even in the natural. When that Father comes home off that job and the children hear his voice, there's something about that Father's voice that brings order, that brings peace, that brings affirmation and confirmation to the children. There's something about that Father's voice, a true Father now, a true Father, that brings calmness, see, brings security to the children. That's why the home has been an attack. We see police officers under attack. We see fathers under attack. Whoever says authority. So he wants to remove the fathers out of the home or make them no effect by causing the woman to usurp his place or, or causing the woman not to understand her order. See, all that deals with deception. See, but you've got a woman of God who understands her order, understands her place. She's a powerful weapon in the earth today. But it can be just the opposite. If she doesn't understand her place and her order, she can become detrimental to the kingdom of God. But I believe there's a remnant that understand order, see? And then if you got a man that doesn't understand his order, and he becomes a dictator into his home, he's just as detrimental to the body of So we need men and women 
become fathers and mothers who understand their order and their place. See? And that can bring back a calmness, a peace to the home. Because I believe it starts at the home. You know, a lot of times they'll say, you know, the, 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 the school, you know, and the teachers and all that. That's not by personal order that what the children need. The children need a home base. I'm going to write about it. They need a home base where the, the mother and the father have been trained by God how to raise their children. If you look to the scriptures, there's wisdom in the scriptures on how to raise children. All this deals with understanding why Christ came. See? And then we read on in, in chapter 4, he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the way you live and the way you're thinking is wrong. <laughs> God wants to renew your mind. God wants to show you how to raise your children by acknowledging his word, see? by coming to his word. He wants to show you how to come into the kingdom culture and bring a kingdom culture into your home, into the school, into our nation. See? Now we see the big picture because Christ has a representative on the earth called the true church, right, the true ecclesia. Satan is wanting to drive out authorities all over our land. He wants to move authority. See? But he has a problem. Her seed is still in the earth today. Praise God. Her seed is still here. And we are the seed of the blessed. We are the seed of Abraham. We are the seed of the prophecy that we are to bruise. We are to destroy Satan and all his works. But this purpose was the Son of God made manifest. So, Brother Bruce, what do you see about this uh, uh, identity crisis and, and what God is trying to do and bring back to the body of Christ? I feel like... I'm desiring for his people, those that are called by his, to mm -hmm. humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, and pray. Seek his faith. Amen. And we will hear from heaven. Now, who are we going to hear? We're going to hear his son. We're going to hear his back to the original foundation, our original assignment. And that's the fulfill his will by doing his work. That's good. We've got to get back to the will. That's good. Get back to our foundation. The original foundation. That is so good. And I think that's what God is returning us back to. And I believe that's why we're on the radio. We're going to be doing this uh, four times here as long as the Lord allow us, bringing you the foundation of the kingdom, bringing you the understanding of the kingdom, bringing you uh, the insight into sonship and what it means to be a son in representation because we believe this is the vessel that God has chosen to raise up a family, to raise up kings and priests unto our God. That was in his heart from the beginning. We'll get on that too, that Melchizedek order of priesthood and not the Levitical order because they're still in the earth today. And we'll bring the body of Christ up to date to understand your assignment and cause you now to fulfill your purpose even as Christ fulfilled his purpose in us. That's what we're called to do. We're part of this great apostleship that Christ has launched in the earth 2,000 years ago, Paul said in Romans, verse 5, that we're part of an apostleship. We have an assignment for the obedience to the faith. See, obedience to the faith. Satan has infiltrated the church with all kinds of usurping gadgets and all kinds of uh, counterfeits. But we want to bring you the real, the real meat of God's truth. See, 
and strong meat belonging to them are full age. So make sure you get your pen and pencil, write down all this stuff. I gave you the information. If you want to know more about this personally, we'll meet with you. We'll counsel you. Our telephone number is 903-935-7924. If you want to know more about the kingdom, give us a call. And until next time, you know, uh, 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 just stay hungry for God, and we'll be back shortly. Thank you. Anything else, Brother Bruce? Well, y'all have a good week, and God bless you.